This is One Red Shoe, and I'm your host, Troy Foster. Welcome to our 2020 election special. For this episode, I'm going to read you a story. A story that I wrote back in January for the NYC Midnight Short Fiction Competition. This is a competition where you're placed in a heat and allocated a genre, subject, and character. You then have eight days to write a story that's no longer than 2,500 words. My assignment was to write a political satire about censorship that included a limousine driver. A few different variations of the competition run throughout the year, and there's a link on our website if you're interested in giving it a go. You can also find a link to the story itself if you'd like to follow along. For context, please try to remember that this was written in January 2020, while bushfires were still burning in Australia, and Joe Biden had yet to win the nomination for the Democrats. It's called A Clown in Charge. The call for the car comes later than usual. You've been on standby for hours, and the orange man is finally ready to leave. You wonder if it's a sign that he's becoming aware of his waning popularity. But, as he saunters out of another gaudy gold palace, mugging for photographers and waving to imaginary well-wishers, it seems unlikely. It's a cool morning, and you're hardly appropriately dressed. A driver's uniform should symbolise dignity and professionalism. Thanks to the orange man, the only part of your outfit that resembles any kind of uniform is the hat. A skirt that barely covers your backside is complemented by a tight-fitting strip of sheer satin less than a shirt, and only slightly more than a piece of lingerie. But it's not the cold that makes you shiver as you reach out to open the door. It's the inevitable contact. Where will his tiny hands land today? Will they casually brush the side of a boob? Drape themselves across one of your hips? Or boldly grab a handful of your ass? As his adult offspring and Maurice, the minder, arrange themselves to obscure the probing lenses of the cameras, You endure a cheeky pat on the bum. You try not to cringe as he leans in and murmurs, Thank you, dear. Before sliding into the limo. You reply with a deferential nod as his spawn and his muscle breeze past to join him. You've given up wondering how he gets away with it. While other monsters were purged, you got stuck with him. Even when others came forward, he was able to shuck and jive and brush the accusations aside. It's a potent power but is it power that can be taken? You slide into the driver's seat, careful to position your legs so that your skin doesn't catch on the upholstery. You check the GPS. You'll be cutting it fine, so you scan the route for potential delays. Seems clear, but the gold limousine has a habit of attracting its own obstructions. You glance in the mirror. His stage name is Donny Pockets, but to you, he's the orange man. Even in a business suit, he can't help but look slightly ridiculous. The fine tailoring fails to conceal bulges that make the jacket and trousers look like sacks stuffed with spuds. The orangey hue of his skin is amplified by an ill-advised application of foundation, and the wispy white hair looks like it was whipped up in a sideshow fairy floss machine. As you ease into traffic, your mind drifts to the people that put this clown in charge. The marks. Dictating who holds the power even though they're largely ignorant of their influence. Perhaps that's why they keep choosing clowns. 
like the bumbling oaf from the grand and glorious kingdom. His similarity to the orange man suggests the marks might have a type. Somehow managing to look even lumpier in a suit, he peers through a fringe that does a solid impression of an unkempt mop. Yet he carries on with his grandiose plan to break away from local unions and go it alone. Then there are the drongos from the Down Under Wonderland, where changing leaders is a regular part of the show. One clown even swore a blood oath that he wouldn't be forced to fix their pollution problems. Now half of their sideshow attractions have burned to the ground. Clowns. Chosen by the marks because they're marks and they're easily swayed. With clever words and convenient fictions. With bold claims and dazzling distractions. Which is why you think you might be able to make a change. The Orange Man interrupts your thoughts. Sweetheart, when do you think you'll be getting us there? Roads look fairly clear, sir. You reply. Should make the meeting in plenty of time. Hmm, okay, good girl. You glance in the mirror again. He's peering out of the window, and it almost seems like he's thinking. Almost. You turn your attention back to the road. The daughter notices the silence and intervenes. Don't worry, Daddy. They can't stop you saying what you think. People love that about you. The marks would tear them apart. Junior follows her lead. That's right, Pop. You've got the golden microphone. I mean... How do they think they're going to stop you? The Marks love you. I know, I know. He nods. We get tremendous support wherever we go. But it ticks me off, the things they say. Fake news and lies. Drives me crazy what they think they can get away with. I know, right? Says Junior. Don't worry. It'll all be sorted out at the meeting. The Orange Man addresses you again. Slow down, dear. We want to make the meeting, but we need to make an entrance. Make sure we're not early. Yes, sir, you reply. Fortunately, you're familiar with Goldilocks time. Not too early, not too late. Just right. The orange man's phone rings. It's Vlad, he announces as he brandishes the device. Vlad, my friend, how are things over there? Vlad's over there is the big state circus of the East. But Vlad was never a clown. He was a strong man. A role it's rumoured he continues to play. He's also at least partly responsible for helping the Orange Man take charge of the greatest show in the universe. The United Circuses of the Americas. Yeah, Vlad, I know, says the Orange Man. But it's different here. It takes finesse. We can't just make them all disappear. There's a pause while the Orange Man appears to listen. The children tap on their phones, spreading disinformation. Maurice stares straight ahead. You try not to look like you're straining to hear. Of course, says the orange man. But we need to make sure that they can't censor me. You don't hear Vlad's reply, but you don't really need to. You've had your own little chat with Vlad, and he's promised not to interfere. The orange man ends the call. You slow down and deliberately fail to make a changing set of traffic lights. Everyone checks the time. The delay should make your arrival just about perfect. As you cross the intersection, the top of a tent pops into view. Gliding past the box office, you see the bold letters that proclaim the greatest show in the universe. The orange man nods to himself and smiles as the crowd milling around the entrance recognise the car. The usual surge follows, and you maintain a speed that allows them to express their adulation without risking their safety.
Then it's past the service entrance and down the concealed driveway to the administration block. You try to stop yourself from gripping the steering wheel too tightly. As you dutifully stand beside the open car door, the orange man manages to combine a grab of your ass with an elbow into the side of your breast. You clench your teeth as the others pretend not to notice. Of course the kids don't care, but Maurice was once a friend. Another former sideshow strongman, you wonder if he still is. As the entourage makes its way into the hall, you hurry back to the driver's seat. Normally, you'd put the car away and wait for the orange man to demand your return. But today, you've got a plan. You take the limo to the workshop and toss the keys to a friend. A real friend. By the time you sneak into the hall and take a seat near the back, the circus within the circus is in full swing. You're not supposed to be here. You're just a driver. But the carnies are used to pretending you're not really there. As long as you keep your mouth shut and don't act like you're part of the show. The hall's packed with performers. Everyone from animal handlers to jugglers to high wire acrobats. Even the sideshow vendors have turned up. It looks like only ticket takers, mechanics and cleaners have been left out. The orange man sits behind a microphone at a table at the front of the hall. His children stand slightly behind him, furiously tapping their phones. Beside him sits the speaker, a slender, silver-haired woman. As she glares at the clown over the rim of her glasses, she doesn't look like a renowned contortionist. This is a circus, Mr Pockets, not your personal fiefdom, she tells the orange man. You can't just say whatever you want whenever you want. That's right, I agree. And these things you people say about me in the socials, terrible. Just terrible. We're not talking about social media, Donnie. We're talking about your rundown for the show. How are we supposed to know our cues when you won't tell us what you're planning to say? Sad. Sad, little Cynthia. You know, you used to be much better at your job than this. You used to be able to work out what you're supposed to do and where you're supposed to be. Now you need all these silly rules and prompts. You're trying to gag the star of the show. The star? That's right. The marks have spoken. They love Donny Pockets. You don't hear them screaming about the human rubber band. Cynthia sighs and rolls her eyes. You wince. She shouldn't have paused. What we really need to talk about, the orange man declares, is the fake news, lies and hate speech you and your people have been spreading about me. It has to stop. There's a gasp and a few carnies groan. You're surprised that so few saw this coming. Hate speech? Don't try to deny it. I suppose I shouldn't be shocked when an elastic lady starts stretching the truth. But you're out of control. It's time we put an embargo on all unofficial social media accounts linked to the greatest show. Effective immediately. We need to stop the spread of fake news. Now. The declaration is met with confusion. They've come to see whether Donny Pockets can be convinced to share his nightly rundown with the rest of the troop. It's not an unreasonable request. But somehow he's warped it into an attack on their personal media accounts. They're too stunned to manage more than silence and the odd stifled groan. As Donny rants about sequestering their phones, the carnies begin to get restless. Maurice looks nervous as his eyes sweep the crowd. You assume he's wondering where all of Donnie's Russian friends have gone. 
I've prepared a list of examples of your hate speech. Phones start to vibrate and hum. Anyone using this language will immediately be removed. You're not sent the message. You're not one of them. Yet. But when you peer at the list over a juggler's shoulder, you see the words, tiny hands at the top. You're back in the driver's seat, but you've changed out of your ridiculous costume. You check your makeup in the mirror and take a moment to enjoy the feel of the upholstery through the silk of your trousers. A member of the floor crew gives you the thumbs up. You peer through the tent flaps at the gigantic electronic screens. As usual, they're filled with the orange man. His makeup is now even more ostentatious. His costume looks like an orange satin sack decorated like an ace of diamonds playing card. He calls it the Trump. Cynthia is centre stage, squeezing herself through a tennis racket. So I guess that's how she gets out of my room without making a sound. The orange man chortles. The mark's smattering of applause dissolves into ripples of laughter. As he struts the stage, you gun the engine. The limo bucks, then surges forward. You aim it directly for the centre of the arena and jam your foot to the floor. The spotlight shifts to welcome your arrival. As you reach the middle of the main ring, you wrench the steering wheel hard, sending the limo into a sliding skid. As the vehicle shudders to a halt, the doors fly open and you and a handful of clowns tumble out onto the floor. You somersault yourself to your feet and pat dust off your silk clown's costume. One of the other clowns rushes you and sends you sprawling. The rest, who only hours ago were drivers and cleaners and ticket takers, stage their own mock arguments and mime amusing altercations. The hood of the limo flies up and flames erupt from the engine. You leap in the air to show your surprise then gesticulate wildly to get the other's attention. Your tiny gang tries to circle the car then hill skid and spin, colliding as you change your mind and hurry in the opposite direction. The marks, at first baffled, are entranced as the drama unfolds. You get to the trunk and there's a scuffle as you all try to force it to open. Finally, it flies up and launches a burst of confetti, sending you all tumbling to the ground. Then it's hoses and buckets and fire extinguishers and everyone's running every which way. The orange man has crept to the edge of the stage. It's taken a few beats, but he's starting to find his voice. You have to strike now. Spotlights keep everyone glued to the car as you sprint for the stage. An acrobat crouches just out of sight and gives you a boost. Donny hasn't seen you and he's relaxing into his commentary. You creep up behind him as he prattles. Jeez, the way these guys work, I wouldn't let them anywhere near my car. Wait, wait, that is my car. What are you guys doing down there? That's when you reach out and yank down his pants. The crowd gasps. The orange man gasps. For one perfect moment, everything stops. Every member of the circus not in the act has a phone in their hand, filming. The orange man can't help himself. He leaps into the air and drags his trousers behind him in a bandy-legged run. The marks murmur approval. His legs in a tangle, he takes the pratfall, dropping his microphone as the marks start to cheer. You pluck the golden wand off the stage and, as the orange man struggles to his feet, you revel, drawing the marks in with a knowing wink. Then you deliver the finishing touch. 
firmly planting your comically oversized boot on his butt. The orange man is sent sprawling and the marks erupt. They're yours. Now you're the clown in charge. <laughs>